You're listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the Rand Corporation. I'm Evan Banks. And I'm Deanna Lee. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from Rand's latest research and commentary. It's June 18th. Teaching has always been a stressful occupation, but the pandemic brought new challenges to educators, including health and safety concerns, new technology, and the struggle to balance childcare needs while teaching. In January and February, we surveyed U.S. public school teachers to better understand their job-related stress and overall well-being in the COVID-19 era. Here's a recap of what we learned. Nearly one in four teachers said that they were likely to leave their job by the end of the 2020-2021 school year. That's compared with one in six who were likely to leave prior to the pandemic. Black or African American teachers were especially likely to plan to leave the profession. A much higher proportion of teachers reported frequent job-related stress and symptoms of depression than the general adult population. Mode of instruction and health were the highest-ranked stressors for teachers. And one in three teachers were responsible for caring for their own children while teaching. Given that some pandemic-related stressors, such as remote teaching, might be here to stay, RAND researchers recommend that district and school leaders try to better understand teachers' working conditions and the need for a more supportive and flexible work environment. Additionally, schools could consider implementing COVID-19 mitigation measures in a way that allows teachers to focus on instruction and offset worries about their health. On Wednesday, U.S. President Joe Biden and Russian President Vladimir Putin met to discuss growing tensions between their two countries. It's unclear what will happen next, but a Rand paper published this week takes a look back examining Russia's efforts over the last 25 years to reestablish its great power status. During this time, Russia has been concentrating on its interests in the Middle East and North Africa, the Indo-Pacific, and the Arctic. It's also cultivating relationships in other regions in Africa and Latin America. Given the progress Russia has made in these regions, the authors say that the U.S. should treat Russia as a resurgent great power with global interests, not just a regional power with limited interests. Recognizing the global interests of Russia's political and military leaders can help U.S. policymakers implement their global strategy. But it's important to focus on areas that are the highest priority for the U.S., And the authors say that the United States should also recognize that the competition with Russia does not always have to be a zero-sum game. The French military is one of Western Europe's most capable. What role might it play in a hypothetical U.S.-led war effort in Eastern Europe? In a new report, RAND researchers seek to answer this question, drawing from a wide range of publications in French and in English, as well as from conversations with French defense experts. The authors conclude that the French military, with its full-spectrum capabilities and training, ambitious modernization objectives, and strong political and public backing, could support a war effort now or in the next 10 years. However, France could not sustain a long campaign. Its military has limited depth overall, and some of the capabilities it might need likely would not be reassigned. Notably, the report outlines some key areas where there is potential for increased U.S.-French collaboration, which could help improve France's ability to fight a conventional war in Eastern Europe if it had to. 
These include electronic warfare, the countering of massed precision fires, intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance systems, air defenses, and the hardening of advanced technologies. The American Jobs Plan and the American Families Plan propose to tackle social inequities through infrastructure, workforce, education, and childcare investments. According to RAND experts, these targeted investments may be necessary to address historic inequities that exist by race and gender. But a thoughtful process is important to help ensure that funds are distributed in a fair manner and that they're used in ways that lead to equitable outcomes. Consider what happened when COVID-19 shut down the economy last year. Lawmakers enacted a relief package that was intended to help struggling small businesses continue to pay their employees' salaries during the pandemic. But much of this money didn't go to small mom-and-pop shops. In fact, more than $243 million was awarded to publicly traded companies and several large companies with legal and financial problems. In this case, the first-come, first-served structure of the package allowed well-resourced businesses to take advantage of funds meant to help small businesses. This example demonstrates that if funding is going to help even the playing field, it may require addressing the long-standing policies that have led to inequitable access to opportunity and resources in the first place. For more than a decade, RAND's FRESH project has focused on understanding how investments in two predominantly black Pittsburgh neighborhoods, Homewood and the Hill District, affect the health and well-being of residents. In this project, community members are involved in studying how changes to their neighborhoods, such as the opening of a supermarket, housing improvements, and the addition of green spaces and parks, can impact factors that determine overall health including diet, physical activity, sleep, and more. One key takeaway from the FRESH project has been that changing neighborhood conditions are most likely to have a positive impact on residents when the residents themselves have a voice in how changes happen in their communities. With this in mind, we recently launched a new series of videos highlighting individual voices from these neighborhoods. Here's one of them. Living in Homewood and how it impacts my health in a lot of ways is... Not having access to a grocery store, you really have to leave the neighborhood to get a good grocery store, especially with um, fresh vegetables. I would like to see Homewood go in the direction of, you know, having an equitable relationship for current residents and new residents that come in. So if there's developmental changes that are happening, I'd like to see the benefit go across the board and not just to the new residents. You can hear much more from the residents of Pittsburgh's Hill and Homewood neighborhoods by visiting RAND.org. Or search for The Fresh Project, that's P-H-R-E-S-H, on YouTube. RAND is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision-making through research and analysis. For more on what we covered this week, check the show notes at RAND.org slash podcast. We'll see you next week.